0: Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Monday, April 5th. S&P futures rallied 17 points on Friday. They're up about one point this morning. So that in total is about 45 basis points since the Thursday close. So flat this morning, up 17 points on Friday. NASDAQ futures did not trade on Friday. They were up about 38 points this morning which is about 30 basis points. So slight, slight underperformance in NASDAQ versus S&P futures today. Um, Just keep in mind, most of the world is closed today. So all of Europe is closed. Hong Kong, mainland China, Taiwan, Australia all closed today for holidays. Um, Japan was open and finished higher about 60 to 80 basis points. Uh, Korea traded up small and then India fell about a percent and a half. Weighed down by some negative COVID headlines, where transmissions crossed 100,000 cases uh, per day. So very slow morning, um, and just in terms of incremental news. Given most of the world is closed, there was a ton of news out since the Thursday close on um, uh, the since close on Thursday, um, including the blowout jobs report on Friday. You had Treasury yields, ten-year Treasury yields rose about five basis points on Friday after that jobs report. They're about flat this morning. Um, I continue to think that uh, US Treasuries have probably seen their highs in the near term. Um, I think they've kind of absorbed a lot of um, the reopening uh, benefit that is occurring in terms of uh, economic growth, Um, but I think to get higher from where they are right now. You're going to have to see cooperation from around the world, especially in Europe, um, meaning you're going to have to see bond yields rise further from where they are right now. And I think that's not unlikely to happen in the near term. So I think Treasury yields, like I said, and I write about this more in in, in pieces that I published over the weekend, I think they've seen their highs for the time being. So a a ton of news out since the Thursday close. I don't think really the US equity narrative has shifted a whole lot. Um, So the jobs report on Friday was uh, very strong not necessarily um, much beyond, I think, what some of the whispers were suggesting, but certainly a very healthy report, the latest indication that you are seeing this vaccine reopening fueled rebound in the US economy. Um, I continue to think that you're going to have to see an evolution in the Fed language around tapering. Um, you know, The Fed has been very adamant that they are not considering um, shifting tapering or even considering rate hikes at this moment., um, you know, I think the rate hike outlook still stands. We're still a long way from uh, even considering rate hikes. But on the tapering front, you know it would not be unreasonable to see the Fed purchasing less than the current one hundred and twenty billion by December of this year, um even perhaps November if things keep on at this pace, which means the Fed, given Powell's pledge to provide ample warning to the market is going to have to start setting expectations for a tapering um, you know over the coming months. So I think you are going to again see an evolution in rhetoric. Not necessarily something to really be um, fearful of as far as equity prices are concerned. And this is something else I talk about in a piece I published over the weekend. Um, you know, even to the extent if you do see that evolution, it could help clamp down the increase in yields um, that have been occurring as far as um, possibly raining in inflation expectations. Um, on the COVID front, so, you know, in the US, the transmission figures, you know, are ticking higher, um, especially in certain areas within the country. But I think markets are focused mostly on vaccines, the vaccination pace, and that is where the US um, is one of the outperformers in the world. Um, and that is really fueling a lot of the optimism. So I think, you know, the US remains on track to achieve herd immunity by uh, within the next month, just given the pace of vaccinations that are occurring. Um, you know, this is really, you only need the Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson, Johnson vaccine. There's, you know, all the controversies around AstraZeneca, which is hurting other countries, which have really, um, placed all of their vaccine eggs in the, in the AstraZeneca product, at least initially. Um, you know, the U S doesn't really even need to, doesn't need to see the AstraZeneca vaccine get approved and administered, um, in order to kind of hit those, uh, that herd immunity objective within the next month. Um, For other countries, obviously, that's not the case. And that's really one of the big issues. Europe is struggling so mightily as far as um, vaccines is concerned is because they are really dependent on AstraZeneca for now. Um, As far as fiscal policy is concerned, so the Biden Build Back Better agenda. It was it was uh, you know released last week. The market is well aware of all of what the White House is asking for. I think the question now is, again, what can get through Congress? Um, and I think the market's really withholding judgment for the time being, just given that the congressional outlook is very murky. Um, and this isn't even a Republican versus Democrat issue. I think the markets assume you're not going to really see any Republican participation. It's going to be exclusively um, Democratic. But there is some dissent within the Democratic Party as far as tax hikes and spending, et cetera. So um, until you get more clarity around what the appetite is in Congress for passing, um, you know, the whole Build Back Better agenda, that, you know, I think that's where you're not really seeing a lot of anxiety around tax hikes. You're also not necessarily seeing a lot of enthusiasm when it comes to infrastructure spending. Um, you know, I wrote over the weekend just as far as kind of what's possible to get passed. Um, you know, I don't think you're going to see the corporate go all the way up to what Biden's proposing. It definitely could go up a couple hundred basis points. Um, And then individual rate also could has um, you know certainly can go up a couple of hundred basis points, but you're probably very likely to see the salt, the full salt deduction get reinstated too. So I wrote a lot more about kind of what's possible within the bill back better, but it's still very early days as far as um, the the legislative process. So Biden moved very quickly on the rescue bill, the 1.9 trillion dollar bill. Um, that passed uh, you know, very easily, and he got essentially everything he asked for. I think it's going to be a lot different with Build Back Better. Um, and just finally, uh, in terms of just overall stimulus, so China was obviously very early um, in conquering COVID, and now they are leading the world in terms of dialing back some of the pandemic era stimulus, both uh, monetary and fiscal. So there's another article out over the weekend just talking about how China is ordering its banks to rein in lending. Um, You know, you've seen a few um, reports uh, along those lines in the last couple of weeks. Um, As that country, again, as it emerges from the pandemic uh, before most other major economies, it's also now leading the world in terms of just dialing back some of the um, COVID era stimulus. So that's a small um, snapshot of everything this morning. Like I said, there's definitely a ton of information out since the um, Thursday close, I have everything in the piece today. Just for the calendar for Monday specifically, very quiet other than a couple of economic numbers. So you have the U.S. services ISM is probably the big one at 10 a.m. Otherwise, the calendar of scheduled events is very sparse. Um, just for this week, looking out over over the over the next few days, the Fed minutes on Wednesday is probably the biggest piece of. Um, Probably the biggest macro catalyst. You do have Powell speaking this week, although it doesn't seem like it's going to be a very major um, address. He's just participating in an IMF panel. You have some German and Chinese economic data, and then you have a couple of handful of earnings reports, um, including Paychex, uh, Carnival Cruise, uh, Conagra, Constellation Brands. But you know, this is very much um, you know we're now in that kind of the quiet period before the kickoff of the official calendar Q1 season. That begins next week with the banks. Um, you could see some pre-announcements this week, just as companies, um, you know, uh, reframe consensus expectations ahead of that reporting period. Uh, so that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.